Welcome to Modern Musings, conversations with the maiden, mother, and crone, looking at ourselves and the world from the lens of the 21st century. Hey, and we're back. How's everyone doing today? My name is Amber Garvin, and I am here with my co-host, Kristen Hessler and Cindy Murray. Hello. Hello. Okay, so today is April 19th, and coming up in a few days is International or World Shakespeare Day, and it is celebrated on Shakespeare's birthday, April 23rd, and uh, coincidentally, it's also his death day. Uh, Yeah, he... uh, well, I guess uh, they don't really know when he was born. There's no record of his birth. But um, he did die on April 23rd. And uh, so he was baptized on a, uh, on a certain day, like uh, April 26th, I believe. And so... It's just like a, I think they typically, make that presumption yeah, that they, he was, yeah. they presume that he was born a few days before that. Plus, uh, you know, he died oh, on April 23rd. Right, they so they were christen a, a baby shortly after they yeah. were born. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, so uh, it's just like a very uh, popular opinion that he was born on April 23rd because he died on April 23rd. Okay. So, uh, I'll buy case, that. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in the case expert. you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I just want to come on here and since it's April and I celebrate Shakespeare's birthday every day, I just wanted to come on here. And, <laughs> every day. Literally. You know, oh, every, every day. day. Okay. She actually, does. Actually, I do, you know. But <laughs> Would that be a Shakespearean slip? <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I uh, celebrate it every year. <laughs> Oh, I need more coffee or something, or less coffee, I don't know. (laughs) So, I celebrate it every year with my students, and um, so I just wanted to briefly talk about it. Uh, We always read, every year in my class, we read a Shakespeare play, depending on what grade I'm teaching, and so always, pretty much in ninth grade, we read Romeo and Juliet. And the just this year, with my seniors, we read Hamlet, and I took them to see Shakespeare in the Park, Hamlet, which was a pretty awesome experience. They really enjoyed it, and for the most part, they even enjoyed Hamlet. You know, it's not my favorite play, but um, just wanted to give a shout out to Shakespeare and tell him how much I love him. On his birthday coming up. <laughs> no, y'all, I re- y'all know I really do. Like, no, if you know me, you know I love Shakespeare. I have multiple Shakespeare t-shirts. I have multiple Shakespeare posters. I give Shakespeare references all the all time. All the time. So yeah. yeah so I'm who's, a- who's your main squeeze then? Is it Shakespeare or Edgar Allan Poe? Oh no! I have oh, to pick. You can choose only. Yeah, one. who's your side I, chick? My side chick. Oh my gosh! Um, side so who's your main squeeze and your side? So chick? I, I say that I have a lot of Shakespeare T-shirts and a lot of Shakespeare paraphernalia, 
But I, I have to honestly say I have, sorry, Shakespeare, I have more Edgar Allan Poe <laughs> paraphernalia. <laughs> but Bray, Ray Bradbury's up in there. Oh, I love Ray And uh, Stephen King also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no, I know. I, I want to say. dark stuff. Right? I do, I do, I do. But um, I actually, the funniest thing, and I'll, uh, I'll post this on my blog, a picture of it, but I have a shower curtain that um, was uh, recommended me to buy by um, my coworker, Becklin, if, if she's listening. Hi, Becklin. But um, anyway, it's, a, it's called uh, The Great American, or The Great Writer, or the ultimate writer, like ultimate fighter, but ultimate writer. Ah. And uh, Shakespeare is, no, no, Edgar Allan Poe is punching out Shakespeare. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> in the, in the, uh, in the shower curtain. So every, everybody that comes over to visit is always like, wow, your shower <laughs> curtain. <laughs> uh, I remember Jason seeing it for the first time. He was like, something like that exists and I'm like well you know if it, it exists I'm probably gonna own it which uh is has been kind of an on because I'm planning my wedding it's been an ongoing joke between like uh my in-laws and I because uh and yeah <laughs> because uh Jason's dad was like there better not be any ravens at the wedding or pictures of Edgar Allan Poe and uh so my sister-in-law Jessica finds this stand-up cardboard cutout of Edgar Allan Poe on Amazon and she's like I'm bringing it to the wedding and then so that's been this ongoing joke of like yeah Poe's gonna stand up there with us we're gonna get him his own seat and everything like that the audience sitting down in a chair no honestly (laughs) honestly like I'm gonna I don't think my father-in-law listens to this podcast but um I mean don't be surprised if (laughs) Poe is at the wedding (laughs) that's funny but uh yeah I know uh we're talking about Shakespeare and uh I wanted to open it up to you guys uh how familiar are y'all with Shakespeare do y'all like Shakespeare do you read Shakespeare do you watch any Shakespeare movies? Do you even understand? I know y'all do, but. I, I, you know, I had a great English teacher who loved Shakespeare. And so I had her for three years in high school, you know, three different levels. And we, I swear, I sometimes I feel like that's all we ever read. But, <laughs> but she instilled a love of Shakespeare, for, you know, because. We read it and we we did it very slowly and we usually used an annotated um, copy. Mm-hmm. So so that helped um, you know us poor West Texas bumpkins, you know understand um, yeah, the story. Yeah, it's always nice you know? to have that. That's... It is, and 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 it was good. We read we read Hamlet. We read Othello. We read Macbeth. We read several of the sonnets mm-hmm. um oh god i'm trying to think what all we read mm. we might have read the taming of the shrew mm, yeah yeah um so my love of shakespeare also well 
it didn't really come from high school, although my senior year English teacher, and if anybody that I went to high school with is listening, you know exactly who I'm talking about, Miss Hughes. She was everybody's favorite English teacher, and uh, she also loved Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. And we read, my senior year, we read Macbeth, and Mm -hmm. see, I can still see her like up there talking about it, and... I did that year fall in love with Macbeth. And to this day, Macbeth is my favorite Shakespeare play. And um, I really, Hamlet was part of our curriculum, but I normally teach Macbeth to the seniors. But yeah, by far, Macbeth is my favorite Shakespeare play. And it was because of my teacher, Miss Hughes. And she just made it very relatable, very understandable. And I remember this massive mural project that my friend Stacy and I did where we drew huge life-size pictures and quotes of um the three witches and we added the the queen of the witches also who had like one little brief part in the play and so we like uh drew like body pictures of all of our friends and then turned them into witches and uh the teacher loved it so much that she put it like out in the hallway and it was up half the year and that's one thing I remember about senior English well that in she really like opened the class up to because we had mandatory reading, but she really opened up the class to like reading new things. Mm-hmm. And she had like this, and I wish I still had it, but she gave it to me, and it was like everything that you should have read by the end of college. It was like uh-huh. this massive list, and I had it, I kept it with me forever. And now I have no clue where it's at, but you know, it's very similar to like the, what is it? Thousand books you should read yes, before you die. Yes, which I love. It was, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was very similar to that. I think it has the that. complete works of William mm-hmm. Shakespeare listed there. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I have not read the complete works. I just remembered another one though, while you were talking, um, uh, a Midsummer Night's Dream. Yes. And I yes. do love that. One. I just read, uh, that that is actually the most, um, produced play oh really yeah it's it's definitely like a lot of people really like it and it's good for all ages pretty much like uh you know it's got fairies and uh satyrs (laughs) yeah and and everything like that in it so like the kids really love yeah and i want to say like uh so yeah, my senior i i do credit miss hughes for the love of it but Mm -hmm. then like um when i went into college and I started going to TWU, and I had to take a um, how to teach Shakespeare class. Ah. And it was very interesting because I had, a, there was a little tiny teacher. She was a little tiny, and her name was Miss Casper. And uh, she uh, was like told us, she was like, if you don't love Shakespeare by leaving this class, then go and ask for your money back. And, uh, like, that was a big wow. promise that, to make, is, like, at, at the boast, beginning yeah. of the year. But um, oh, she just, uh, she made it so relatable, and we read so many plays 
that semester and we read a lot of the sonnets and I had never even read any of his sonnets. I love until, the sonnets. Yeah, they are beautiful. They're yeah. they're gorgeous and you know now I teach them to the kids all the time and I had never even read any of this. Well, okay, that's not true. Okay. So I thought that I had never even read any of the sonnets until we read a good portion of the sonnets and a lot of them I'm like I've heard this I've before. Heard that before. Yeah. I've yeah. heard like um so Shakespeare's sonnets uh uh nature's uh I think it's a woman's face with nature's own hand painted something thou master mistress of my heart. I don't know, I'll have to look it up. But um that's actually a quote from a movie that Kristen and I love. Uh and it's called uh Sorority Boys. And that's like the quote that the guy used to get chicks in the movie. And yeah. when I heard that sonnet, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's from Sorority Boys. <laughs> so it's funny how Shakespeare just kind of shows up and you don't even know that it's Shakespeare. But, I mean, he did add so many words and phrases to the English language, like 20,000. So... If, and this is a, a lesson that I teach with my kids is we watch a TED Talk. is called Shakespeare is Everywhere, and it is a TED Talk by Christopher Gaze. And, I, and uh, basically he just uh, has like the audience repeat every time he says something, you might be quoting Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. And uh, he gives a, like a lot of... Uh, Shakespeare quotes like uh The Twelfth Night has a really common one that a lot of people say. No, no, he's talking about like a like a modern stuff that people say like Green Eyed Monster and uh Much Ado About Nothing. Yeah. And uh basically he has the audience like say every time he says something you might be quoting Shakespeare because it's a lot of common sayings. That people say, however, we're kind of getting into like the generation that doesn't have any of these common sayings anymore. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of the kids are just like, well, we don't, nobody says that anymore. But Maybe our really, parents do. But there really is Shakespeare everywhere because he was so inspirational, as you mentioned. Yeah. Adding words to the English language uh -huh. um, prolifically. Yes. And, but also um, because he was a so, such a, prolific playwright that many of his plays have been adapted into things like movies and other mm -hmm. novels and things like that. Um, Some I very was, popular movies. Yes. Very popular movies that might surprise a lot of people. Um, I was just looking at a few of those. Um, one that always comes to my mind is Taming of the Shrew, which has inspired everything from 10 Things I Hate About You um, to... Uh, Pygmalion, George Bernard Shaw's play Pygmalion, which also inspired My Fair Lady, mm -hmm. um, which many people are familiar with. Um, I'm De trying to think. Definitely like the, the rags to riches type thing or like the taming somebody. Of, of uh, somebody that's oh, pretty classless. Woman. Pretty woman. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. Yes. Um, Romeo and Juliet obviously has... Um, inspired a lot of people though these are some of the most common ones we know about um because romeo and juliet west side story um 
you know, and they just came out with a new West Side Story. Yes, and, I saw it and on Disney any, Plus the any other day. Any story really where Dirty there's, Dancing? You think Dirty Dancing? Well, yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Well, well yeah, they were from two, two different, different sides, sides of the, the track. Yes. Yeah, um, but any in, uh, we were talking about earlier, Twilight, Stephanie Myers. Um, uh-huh. You know, two different. You know the vampire and the you know yeah and, vampire and everything. And so yeah, and that's vampire werewolf definitely. So some other ones that that might surprise you are um, Hamlet. Can you name any of the ones that are inspired over Hamlet? I can. I can. Some very 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 famous ones. Yeah. The Lion King. The Lion King. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it was. Uh, also, the Sons of Anarchy. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I, and I, so I, I, I that's didn't even think I about that. I have not watched Sons of Anarchy, but it was okay. Um, okay, I get you. I'm, I'm um, seeing where you're coming from. Here's some more Taming of the Shrew. Deliver us from Eva. Oh, okay. okay. That's yeah. Okay, McClintock. That's an old um, John Wayne movie. <laughs> We're getting a uh, feedback. Feedback from the peanut gallery. Reverb. Back here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just imagined the Muppets, those two old men. They're like, oh, 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 oh. yes, exactly. <laughs> peanut gallery. Um, so it, um, let me see. What else do I have here? Um, Macbeth inspired Akira Kurosawa, the famous Japanese mm-hmm. director. Um, Throne of Blood. Throne of Blood. He also inspired... Um, oh, there was another one. Oh, uh, King Lear was the inspiration um, for his movie Ran, or Ron. I think it's pronounced Ron. Um, and it also inspired A Thousand Acres... Um, and I'm not familiar with that movie, but apparently it's a, a pretty, it's, well, a, it's an uh, older one. Yeah, king Lear is about like a, you know, is a king that he has all of these daughters. And so, you know, none oh, of them can inherit right, his and that, throne. That's so what that's the, kind of a like a thousand the, acres is that that's the yeah, story. It's a, it's a bunch of daughters, you know, trying, wanting to wanting inherit, to inherit yeah, the and, thousand yeah. acres. Yeah. And then, um, Henry the fourth and Henry the fifth were the inspiration for My Own Private Idaho with mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves and River Phoenix. Yes. That, that's probably more y'all's generation of... Um, I have never seen that. I have not either. You know, I never have either, but I do know what you're talking about, yeah. Um, Kiss Me Kate was uh, Taming of the Shrew. That's an older... There's a lot of older movies in there that, um, you know, black and white and older color movies. Did you mention 10 things I hate about you? That I was the did. first one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, so, I, I blanked out and, for a second. Honestly, this is just, you know. Taming of the Shrew. Yeah, this there's is, like a lot of. Taming of the Shrew is a very common one. Romeo and Juliet. Um, Twelfth Night, She's the Man. Yes, yes. One of my most favorite Amanda Bynes movies. Um, the the uh, Oh, The Tempest was the inspiration for Forbidden Planet, which is a classic sci-fi old cult sci-fi movie okay okay um, black and white you know really old and um but yeah there's there's so many uh it, it's everywhere it really yeah. is there, it's such an inspiration and sometimes there's things where it was just a minor inspiration you know like 
a character or mm-hmm. it, you can't even name all of those or or the style of the story presentation yeah and um or someone's undoing yes yeah. yes because there's always some undoing <laughs> in shakespeare right mm-hmm. well i mean um, a lot of novels like a lot of movies that are based on novels and a lot of those novels were inspired by shakespeare so absolutely absolutely and and I, I was thinking there was one that was inspired by a Midsummer Night's Dream, and I'm trying to remember which one that was. Hmm. But I can't remember. I I had to look a couple of these up because I was like, I'm pretty sure that movie was, but I want to make sure. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah. Well, Don't there those were people like fall asleep in the park, and then. Yeah, and they they wake up and they're all they're it's like lovers and they're all switched up and uh-huh. they they. they played a joke a really bad joke on him yeah like the fairies played a joke on him like a it was like this young couple that was running away and then there were these two other teenagers one was in love with the boy and the other was in love with the girl and they were trying to like get them to not run away together and they all end up in the forest and these uh and they fall asleep uh, who, because you know why not fall asleep in the middle of the, the forest, forest right yeah right like when you're running away poppies. yeah why not, yeah <laughs> why not fall asleep and then the fairies are all like hey let's mess with them and yes. so they switched their allegiances like yeah. uh where um the boy falls in love with the other girl the main boy falls in love with the other girl and then the main girl falls in love with the other boy and it just like is all chaos yeah then. yeah so like Freaky Friday and, one, and whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, sort of. Kind yeah, of, yeah, maybe. yeah. But then, yeah, but then like there's also one of them winds plot. up with the donkey's head and. Okay, so there is oh, there is a right. second storyline going on in this play as well, where there's an acting troupe oh, that yes. uh, ends up in the forest for some reason, yes. and uh, one the queen of the fairies falls in love with, with the, the main act. guy. Yeah, and. So she wants to turn him into a fairy or an ass, so yeah. to speak. So she kind of turns him into a donkey. And uh, basically, uh, it's like to get back at her ex-fairy husband, yes. Puck. Yes. 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 Pan, yeah. Puck. And don't yeah. they end up falling pan wait, earlier? And don't, it, but it's it was Puck, Puck, yeah. Don't they have wreak all this havoc and then they end up kind of falling for each other? At yeah. The end. Yeah. It's yeah, kind of yeah, like, Mr. like they Mrs. get Smith. back together when they fight, yeah. yes. and they have yeah, like that epic battle, and then yeah, they they're start trying to out. like make each yeah. other mad, and then they end up back together at the end of the play. Yeah, yeah. it's a great story. I love it. it's it's totally chaos and very um, amusing. Mm. It's amusing. Yes, and if you haven't seen like the most popular movie on this one is a movie with Kevin Klein and it's uh called uh, ta- uh what is it not taming of the shrew uh, uh midsummer night's midsummer dream. night's dream and it's with the actor Kevin Klein and it is a really good movie he plays the guy who turns into the donkey mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it, it's good 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 oh, and i want to say that there's like some other young actors in that movie that uh Was- did that one have Michelle Pfeiffer yes. in it? Yes, yes Michelle Pfeiffer. So. She was like the queen fairy. Yes. And is Christian Bale? Kristen Dunst? Yes. No. Kristen no. Dunst? No, no, nope. no. No, she's oh. not in that movie. Oh, okay. Uh, she's so, in another one that is inspired by Shakespeare. 
But now I've got to look it up. Okay, here we go. <laughs> now I've got now I've got to look it up to see like who's acting in this movie because it's really like a a lot of like young actors at the time or not so young. Mm. Yeah, Michelle. Yeah, Christian Bale. He's like a young Christian Bale is in this movie. Mm. You know, before he became Christian Bale. You know, young Christian Bale and like, the nineteen ninety nine version, right? Yes, and Anna Frail. And uh, Sam Rockwell, a lot, uh, Callista Flockhart. Wow. Lots of Stanley Tucci. He plays Puck. Lots of uh, Rupert Everett. That's a that's a pretty hefty. Yeah, like it's got a really great cast. And oh wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like an all star cast. And yeah, it came out in the late 90s. So if y'all haven't seen it, or our listeners, if you haven't seen it, it's probably one of my favorite Shakespeare movies. Of course, my very favorite one that's like the ultimate Shakespeare movie to me would be the mid-90s Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes. (laughs) And uh, all my students know... That I love Leo, at least in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's probably one of my most favorite movies of all time. Just yeah. because of the way that movie was made. Well, it's a Baz Luhrmann movie, and Baz Luhrmann is just king <laughs> when it comes to really awesome movies. Because he did Gatsby as well, the the remake of Gatsby, and he did the Elvis movie that just came out. Yes, mm-hmm. which was excellent, excellent. Yeah. So, uh, and I, that's the Shakespeare shirt that I wear all the time is Leo and Claire first meeting on, uh, and I wear it everywhere and people like our age will come up to me or a little bit younger, a little bit older. And they'll be like, that is the movie that made me fall in love with Shakespeare. (laughs) Or that was my ultimate teen movie. That was my favorite movie in high school or middle school or whatever, like, people will just off the street or in, at Walmart even, and I'm wearing that T-shirt, they'll come up to me, and they're like, yeah, that, you know, that movie made me love Shakespeare. I think it would be cool if more movies were written the way that Shakespeare writes, instead of just, like, people Updating just talking. Yeah, yeah, just people just talking, like, blah, 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 blah. I don't know, because I feel like when you watch that movie, you, like, have to watch it really closely and listen mm-hmm. very closely and, like, pay attention, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know. And, yeah, and you and I are always talking about John Leguizamo and how he's one of our favorite yes, actors. I love him in that like, movie. Like, uh, yeah, when we saw Violent Night over Christmas. <laughs> and uh, yeah. that movie made me fa- fall in love with John Leguizamo as well, yeah. Definitely the ultimate Shakespeare movie. Cool. Now, as far as like the, you know, modern versions, I want to say She's the Man's probably my favorite, but Ten Things I Had About You is also up in there. But I was a 90s kid, you know, so these are 90s kid teen movies. Right, right. Yeah. So, uh, Kristen, what about you? Um, 
I know you said the Romeo and Juliet movie was your favorite. Like, uh, did you read Shakespeare in school? Oh, yeah. So I believe the way my high school literature was set up was we were supposed to have, like, American literature one year and then English or, like, world uh, – British literature, whatever mm-hmm. you call it, and then, like, world lit and something else. I don't know. Composition or something. But it seemed like we read Shakespeare every year. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember when we first started reading it. I may have actually started before high school. I can't remember. Maybe because seventh or eighth grade. Possibly. Possibly. Um, I feel like there were some repeats because, you know, in a big school where I was at, you know, every teacher was doing something different. So every in every grade. So, like, some classes would read things like Hatchet. And I never read that. But, oh, my gosh, I think I read... Romeo and Juliet like two or three times and we read Caesar twice Mm. in two different classes Mm. and I like Julius Caesar that was probably one of my favorite because it was actually um something that was like a relevant like person that I could go and like read up more on right right yeah well and then the whole theme of backstabbing like best friend backstabbing you that's universal I just I love like Roman history like I've always Mm -hmm. been obsessed with Roman history and so I I enjoyed that one. Well, um, maybe you check out Titus Andromedus then. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I was looking at that. I was like, oh, cool. That's like one of his first plays. And I was like, I don't even know what that's about, but it sounds Latin. <laughs> um, but uh, I did like that. Et tu, Brute. That's like the one line yeah. I Beware know. Beware the Ides of March. <laughs> yes, and I remember yes. that yeah. too. We actually celebrated the Ides of March in my Latin class um nice nice that year march 15th i believe 14th 14th okay. yeah and I, I have all of those like weird dates in yeah. my calendar and i mention them yeah when I'm, right you know. right oh you have to you're you know you're a teacher um but i i do have to say when i went to college my um that was english composition but we mm-hmm. read in that class too uh, we did uh, Much Ado About Nothing, and I actually was not much of a reader then. I was one of those kids that just kind of like, oh, crap, I was supposed to read this book before we take a quiz today, and I would just, <laughs> like, skim through the chapter and just, like, you know, go by the skin of my pants. Was that the class I was with you in? Yes, yeah, so we both had that oh, class. Oh, okay. And, yeah. <laughs> and I wow. actually read that one front to back. Even though I didn't understand anything I was reading, I let my eyes go over every word, and I I attempted to read it, and that one was probably the easiest one to read. I felt easier than Shakespeare. I didn't need, like, too much explaining, and I actually got some of the jokes in it, so I was like... Okay, yeah, I remember now, like, uh, the Dogberry jokes and stuff like that. Like, she really did a good job explaining that play. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then watching the movie, I was not like, oh, you know, that's what that meant. You know, I was actually like, oh, this is the part where, you know, blah, blah, blah is about to happen. Uh. And so I did like that one. I I actually have thought about now that I'm older and a lot more well-read going back and reading that one again. Mm-hmm. Um, just as an adult, I feel like you appreciate things a little bit different. Like watching Charlie and the Chocolate Factory as an adult versus, yeah. versus a kid. kid. Yes. So I, I do want to go back and read that one again. But um, I know 
that uh, the sonnets, I have no experience with the sonnets. So you guys were talking about the sonnets earlier, and I was like, I can't think of any. I just remember love sonnets. Okay. <laughs> oh, a thousand love sonnets? Yeah. Hold on. Uh, I want to get, like, the names of these, like, really awesome names. Shall, that, shall I compare thee to a summer's yes, day? Yes, that one. Yes. <laughs> that's 18. Number 18. Yeah, that's the one I think I remember reading in school or, like, talking about in my literature class. Yeah, so you were talking about the the sonnets and um, one of Shakespeare's most famous ones, and I and I teach this one every year, but I had to look up the the name of it. But it's uh, what it was it Sonnet eighteen? Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Mm-hmm. And uh, even Christopher Gaze reads that one in the Shakespeare is oh, everywhere really? TED Talk. Yeah, and he kind of goes in depth with it because he has this theory that Shakespeare wrote that about his son that died. Mm. However, um, when I was learning about the Shakespeare sonnets in college, um, the my Dr. Casper explained that uh, half of Shakespeare's play they were written to a young man, which uh, could very well be like his son mm-hmm. that died or somebody else his play or his sonnets his sonnets like okay. half of his sonnets were written towards a young man and then the other half of his sonnets were written to a dark lady mm-hmm. which could very well be a mistress of his or his yeah. wife or something like that but uh shall i compare ye these to a someday to a summer's day <laughs> that was um that one was one of the ones written to the young man. So, like, the first half of his sonnets were written to the young man, and then the last half were written to the dark lady. Uh. The dark lady. Can you mm-hmm. explain that? What do you mean by the dark lady? So, the dark lady, she is uh, so called this because it is very clear in some of her, uh, some of his poems that she has black wiry hair and dark dun colored skin so she was probably a a woman of color yeah so and and very likely either a mistress or someone he deeply mm -hmm. admired if not a mistress Um, but nobody like really knows anything they believe that she might be of mediterranean descent Mm -hmm. dark hair dark eyes very grecian and then um, others believe that she is of African American mm-hmm. descent. So, and and nobody really knows like uh, who she was or why he was writing these sonnets to her. Oh, that is so cool. Okay, so Doctor Who nerd thing going here. There's an episode where. The doctor goes. He meets Shakespeare with yeah his companion. Was that and Rose? No, no, that wasn't Rose. It's the doctor, the girl who's a doctor. He actually goes to meet Shakespeare, and his companion in that episode is Martha, the doctor, the medical doctor, and she's a British woman of color. So that makes me wonder if like they used 
that episode, you know, mm-hmm. and his companion because Shakespeare actually kind of like fell in love with her in that yeah. episode. Oh, so like she kind of yeah. became the dark yeah. lady. And yeah, they did that with uh, Van Gogh too when the doctor took oh, yeah. Amy to go see Van Gogh. He kind of like had a thing with her and so he painted her the sunflower yes and so it kind of like tied in to to make it okay. seem like the doctor yeah. was there so making there, history there yeah who so when you said is also you know, inspired yeah. by shakespeare <laughs> yeah yeah doctor who episodes yeah and uh that's a uh, funny yeah like i was reading about that like in popular culture yeah doctor who <laughs> and then uh Shakespeare meets his companion and then starts composing sonnets for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have I you don't... Ever, did you see that movie Shakespeare in Love? Yes. What you think yes. About I... that? Um, I liked it, but um, definitely not accurate. But I liked it. It was very uh, gender bendy because women could not. It was because she was, like, playing a man, playing a woman. She was a woman playing a boy, playing a woman who became, like, the best actor or whatever. But um, in reality, women in that time could not be in plays. It was only... They had to have young boys play women before they hit puberty. Mm-hmm. You know what? And that's... Yeah, because it was it was considered to be tawdry yeah like uh, uh, you know uh, well i mean women you know really couldn't have jobs you know and no, then like uh they well, definitely and it couldn't was, yeah but perform they, in plays but for women to be performing like that would be considered um tawdry yeah. you know that it's just inappropriate for a woman to be well, I in think such a profession. And, and it, the funny thing, though, I when you were just talking about a man, or a woman playing like a man playing a man. woman, yeah. Well, no, um, Victor Victoria is a very um, that's based off Twelve Night as well. Yeah, Victor Victoria. Uh-huh. Yeah, because she w- it was in the uh, during World War Two, I believe, mm-hmm. and the you know the Germans were in love. They loved the male imperson or the female impersonators. And she was a woman, and she could not get work as a performer, so she pretended to be a man, pretending to be a woman. Yeah, and and Shakespeare was really, like, uh, he loved doing gender-bending things like that, because the play As You Like It is also the same thing, a woman pretending to be a man, and then, of course... Her best friend that's a man falls in love with her. And I think like, uh, I don't know, I'm kind of like obsessed with those gender bending romancy stories as well. Like where a woman has to hide and pretend to be a man and then she meets a man and he fall, and then he's like kind of falling in love with her. But he's like, oh wait, but that's a boy or that's a man that I'm falling in love with, but it's really a woman. Like, she's the man, you know? Yeah. Channing Tatum thought that Amanda Bynes was a guy, you know? They were roommates or whatever, and uh, he was kind of falling for his male roommate, and he's, like, kind of freaking out because he's like, but it's a man. (laughs) You know, it's a boy. Yeah. So, yeah. Mulan. Yeah, very gender-bendery, yeah. 
same so, concept. Well, you would have to kind of like respect that Shakespeare and love, though, because they used a Shakespearean concept in a Shakespeare yeah. movie. Yeah. About Shakespeare. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> there's a, and there's there's the part really you don't like about it is there. it seems like the coolest part about it, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I show clips for Shakespeare and love a lot whenever I'm teaching Romeo and Juliet because they are doing Romeo and Juliet in the play. Yeah. So like, I definitely show the part where they do the prologue because it's like, um, they had to hire a guy that, um, couldn't really speak like, uh, he, uh, he didn't have a list, but like he had a stutter. Okay. And so, like, up until he went on to do the prologue, he was like, until he gets, like, up on, and Shakespeare's freaking out, and then he gets up on the stage, and he says it perfectly. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I say I don't know anything about Shakespeare in love, and then I realize, well, yeah, you know, I have you seen, the, I have seen the movie a couple times. I've seen it a few knowing. times. Yeah. You know, Just a few times, yes. <laughs> So, is there uh, anything else we want to mention about Shakespeare? You could keep talking about Shakespeare forever. Because oh, yeah, obviously. I know. I know I can. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to go <laughs> check out that TED Talk, though, because that's that's fascinating to me. Yeah, yeah I right. really, uh, and I'll uh, link that in my blog as well. Yeah, I really enjoy that TED Talk, and um, I really enjoy the John Green crash course talks on Shakespeare. And then the Thug Notes, if you've never seen Thug Notes. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoy his take on Shakespeare as well. And, you know, I have my own take on Shakespeare. And, you know, when you ask me, like, Shakespeare versus Edgar Allan Poe, I want to say that I have been teaching Shakespeare longer than Mm -hmm. I've been teaching Edgar Allan Poe because I've been teaching seniors since the very start of my career teaching. And... And ninth graders. Mm. Like, I student taught Romeo and Juliet in ninth, when, you know, for ninth grade, whenever I was a senior in college. So, um, like, I guess, like, I've definitely been teaching Romeo and Juliet the longest and have read that play the most. And, of course, Macbeth is always my favorite. That's the one that I've been teaching the second longest. So, I have definitely, like, I didn't really start teaching Edgar Allan Poe until I started teaching eighth grade, which hasn't been as long as I've been teaching ninth grade. So probably my most favorite to teach is Shakespeare over Edgar Allan Poe. But I do do some cool stuff with Edgar Allan Poe as well. (laughs) But uh, teaching Shakespeare is just kind of like riding a bike, I guess. Like you just, it's just something that I know with the back of my hand. Very cool. Yeah. And and like you in the gardening podcast, where you were like, I'm kind of inspired to garden. I'm kind of like, hmm, I might be inspired to, be- to read some Shakespeare. <laughs> it's, it's on my, you know, we mentioned, and, mm-hmm. I, and I will try to find a link for the 1,001 books you must read, because mm-hmm. we were talking about that, the um, 1,001 books you must read before you die. And at least one of the, of the versions of that list um, had the complete works of Shakespeare on it. And you can, mm-hmm. you can buy that as a yeah. single printed 
Well, you can go to Barnes and Noble, and they they have like those uh, that section it's a of collection like or the yeah. collection section, and you can get all of the works of Shakespeare yeah. at Barnes and Noble, and it's really not super expensive. Um, not this last Christmas, but the Christmas before, and I had a uh, not a complete works of Shakespeare that my cousin had given me when I was in middle school. But uh, Shay and I never owned a complete works of Shakespeare. But Jason actually went to Barnes and Noble and got me the complete works of Shakespeare. Our first Christmas we spent together because he took the time to look on my bookshelf and see that I didn't have the complete works of Shakespeare. That's cool. Like all in one volume, I had like you know a play here and there, Mm -hmm. paperback, but I didn't have the complete works of Shakespeare. So that was pretty cool that he did that. And uh, definitely, if you're going to read an individual play, I would say check out the Folger Shakespeare Library version because it has the side-by-side. You open it up, and it has the Shakespeare version on one side and the modern English translation on the other side, and you don't have to switch pages. Oh, cool. Oh, so if you, cool. like, uh, want to know what this word means, all you have to do is go right across this page, and it shows you exactly what it means. That, very, that's cool. very cool. And that's what I try to, um, like, there's a Spark Notes version also, but you have to flip the pages. Mm-hmm. But um, that's the one that I try to... Um, show like my kids to read and that's what we read with hamlet the side-by-side one that's very cool that's very cool yeah cool okay guys so what are we talking about next week next week it's Kristen. our next hostess. week we're talking about choosing a pet Oh, okay, okay. We are pet lovers, yes. Yeah, we, we are. have lots of pets between We've all of us. We've had lots yes. of different kinds of pets. Yes, before, yes, yes, over the years, yes. <laughs> so uh, that's exciting, and um, yeah, we'll we'll be back next week for that. Okay, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. All righty. So before we go, we want to thank Creative Audio Tech and Red Door Studios for our sound and equipment. It's amazing. We love it. And uh, we want to remind you that to check out our Facebook page so we can continue the conversation, MMC Chat. And don't forget to check out our blogs. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Share us with your friends. You know, and send us an email or something because we want to hear from you. We want your ideas on future topics. We want to know what your favorite Shakespeare play is. So talk with us. And we will not see you, but be back. Be back next week. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.